This episode of The Ride is brought to you by SmartPak. Welcome back to the Ride Podcast. This is Michaela, and Nicole is out on a video shoot this week, so she is unable to join us for this episode. So this introduction is going to be a little bit shorter than normal since it's just myself. However, we are introducing the new assistant editor of Horse and Rider. So I will be doing two more episodes with Nicole following this episode, and then Jillian, the new assistant editor, will be taking over as co-host with Nicole on this podcast. So I'm very excited to introduce her and share her story and how she got here with us on Horse and Rider. So um, let's just dive right into this interview. challenges of modern horse keeping, many horses can benefit from the support of supplements to help them look and feel their best. Every horse is different, so SmartPak has made it easy to create a customized supplement program for your horse. With over 350 supplements available and a team of horse health experts on staff to help you choose between them, SmartPak is the smartest place to get your horse what he needs. Plus, Smart Supplements are guaranteed to work when you order them in SmartPaks. If you don't see the results in two months, SmartPak will give you your money back. Visit SmartPak.com or call 1-800-461-8898 to learn more about how SmartPak can help you take great care of your horse today. Hi, everyone. Today, I am joined with Jillian Sinclair, the new assistant editor of Horse and Rider. Hi, Jillian, and thanks for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. So we'll just start at the very beginning of your horse life and where you got started in horses and pretty much your journey to now. Yeah, so I've kind of been around horses most of my life. I'm I'm 24, so no, I'm, I'm 25. So yeah. <laughs> um, and my grandpa, you know, was always involved with horses. He did a little bit of training on the side and he um, worked with a lot of really great people up in Minnesota where he was from. So he, um, you know, helped the McCutcheons and the McQuays. He was teaching them riding lessons when they were kids. So um, they certainly have come a long way since then. So he's kind of just always been a part of the horse industry and he just decided that we were going to be horse people too. So he came came home to my parents' house one day with a pony and it kind of all went downhill from there, I guess you could say. Um, so now 25 years later, um, my family still has a, has a farm and, um, we have some horses there and my sister runs it kind of as like a training 
training facility and we pretty much show on the paint horse circuit um, throughout the southeast and up past through Texas, Oklahoma, things like that is where we pretty much stop. So we kind of go all over the place. <laughs> so I remember reading your first blog post that you put on Horse and Rider, which for the listeners that haven't read that, be sure to head over to horseandrider.com and read that and you can learn, you know, read Jillian's story. But for now, we're going to listen to it and get all the nitty gritty details. <laughs> but it sounds like you didn't start showing actually until later in life. Is that right? Yeah, I, I've always been, you know, like I said, I was literally born into having horses in my life and my two older sisters showed since they were little kids and I showed in the walk trot division as a kid. And then when I was about seven or eight, I kind of lost interest or just, you know, wasn't super motivated to go to a horse show every weekend. So I kind of just sat on the sidelines. I played sports and did things like that. And then, um, it never really was my thing. And so then when my sister moved back to the area after working for some trainers, um, I was like, well, this is pretty convenient. I can ride with her. So it just kind of worked out. I just started riding with her. I didn't really have an end goal. But then I realized that, you know, I loved showing and I, I'm glad that I didn't show my whole youth career just because things would have worked out differently. But I think um, obviously it's something that I really enjoy. So it's it's definitely worked out now that I'm able to show as an adult and but it's a little bit different starting when you're 19 versus when you're nine when most kids start showing so yeah that's I know that both Nicole and myself you know grew up showing so I wonder you know I bet the childhood experience still being able to ride horses be around horses but not going and showing every weekend was a totally different lifestyle growing up so your sisters did still show all throughout their youth career are they still showing my oldest sister, her name's Taylor. She is a lawyer in Nebraska and does not show at all anymore. She stopped kind of in high school. And then my middle sister, her name's Avery. She um, showed all through high school, a little bit in college, and then started working for some trainers and now has her own business where she shows her clients' horses, but she doesn't. She says she likes the riding part more than the showing part, so... <laughs> Um, so I get to show with her, so it's great being able to keep that, um, you know, family connection and things like that. But so, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just didn't catch the bug until a little bit later. (laughs) And that's quite all right, because now we have you at Horse and Rider. So it all seemed to work out quite in the grand scheme of things, despite (laughs) you, you know, taking a little break as a kid. Yeah. Um, So anyhow, how did you guys get into the paint horses instead of, you know, the typical route of the quarter horses? So we've kind of always had the paints. Um, I'm not really sure why, but that's what my grandpa just kept coming home with was another paint horse. And I don't really know what led him to choose that over the quarter horses. I know at at some point we had a few quarter horses um, at our farm, but when we started showing, we started working with a trainer who fortunately for us lived right down the road from our farm and you know for the east coast of Florida there really aren't very many all-around trainers so we were very fortunate to to find her and have her live so close to us and her name is Catherine Cope or Kit Cope she's now a AQHA, APHA, NRHA judge I think she has every judge's card that that you can hold and she judges all over the world now and when we started working with her, she was giving us lessons and, but she was kind of getting out of the training 
am going more into working towards her judge's career. So when we wanted to, when my parents decided to kind of step up the showing a little bit more, she recommended a trainer, husband and wife, who are in South Florida. Their names are Ed and Laren Dubin, and they were one of the biggest paint horse trainers um, of in the industry at the time, and they, they've been in a part of APHA since the beginning, I think, over 40 years and they were very very well known and very very good at what they did and we started working with them and then eventually our my parents moved my sister's show horses down down to them and they rode and trained with them we would drive four hours every weekend and and go spend the weekend in Arcadia Florida and then they started showing and Ed and Laren only did you know, the paint horse shows, um, not any other circuit. So that's just what we did. And they started showing, um, on a little bit of a higher level and then eventually worked their way up to showing at the world show and things like that. So yeah, we just have always had paints and it kind of just, we never, never went off that track. Every horse that my parents bought after that, that were, you know, replacing their, my sister's kind of starter horses. They were just always paints that Ed and Laren had found for us. And, um, yeah, that's just always been, always been the breed that we've had. We were really lucky to find Ed and Laren. Um, they still are a huge part of our lives. We started showing with them since I, I was probably two or three years old and my sister was six and and so we just never had another horse trainer there who we always had our horses with and showed with. And um, I got to show with them a little bit as a kid. And then even when I started riding a few years ago, they were still training. And that's kind of how my sister got her start in the business as a horse trainer. She apprenticed for them after she finished showing and she worked for them for a few years and they really took her under their wing and kind of gave her everything she needed to, to start her business. And, um, they were a huge part of that. So when I started showing with her, you know, they were still training. And so we went to shows together and things like that. And it was really great just being able to have them in our lives and still have them in our lives. And, um, we were really lucky to find them. They're definitely a huge part of our family still today. So yeah, that is really lucky. And the paint industry is an excellent industry to be involved in. As you know, as you were an intern, I believe, with the Paint yep. Horse Association. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I. it was right before the pandemic happened. So bad timing is usual for everything around then. And I, you know, I just applied kind of on a whim. I, I wasn't really sure what I was doing with my life. And I was like, well, this, you know, seems like the perfect place to spend some time and learn and things like that. So someone like shared it with me on Facebook and I applied and I interviewed and accepted. And then I moved from Melbourne, Florida, which is where I am now to Fort Worth, Texas for a few months. And it was an incredible experience. I, I never thought that it would turn into what it did. Cause that's definitely why I am here and how I ended up on this kind of career path. But I was working in the publications department and then 
we were working for the 2020 World Show, for, um, which was a whole new experience working that during COVID. It was not like any other world show that I had been to, um, but it was just such an amazing learning experience and kind of learning the other side of the horse industry that that I never had any experience with before and never really thought about. But now that you know, I was kind of on that side, seeing things, going to the headquarters every day, working from there and working with the different departments and things that they had there. I was like, wow, this is really like, you know, for, for me, this is just a hobby, but it's also a career and there's plenty of places to find a career in the horse industry if if that's what you, you know, want to spend your life doing. So um, it was a very eye-opening experience and just the greatest hidden gift that I could have found, I guess. I never, never thought that it would turn into that. For me, it was just kind of a, well, there's a pandemic, nothing else is going on. I might as well go to Texas and <laughs> work at APHA, but it definitely turned into something much better than that. So, yeah, what a fun life experience that turned a total life change. So, did you have the idea that you wanted to be in the horse industry, you know, as you were going through college? So, were you like, yeah, I want to go into the horse industry and find a career with the degree that I have? Or did you think that you were going to go somewhere else in life? I was kind of at a place where I wasn't really sure what I was passionate about I guess I was kind of just like well you get a job to make money so I was on the route to law school because my dad is a lawyer and I was like well I guess I'll just do that and then you know as I started writing more and doing more things I realized that, that is not what I want to do at all and my dad even said that he's like I don't think you're gonna like law school so um I kind of made like a really switch really quick switch um and my my undergrad degree was in public relations. So it was something that I could kind of go a few different routes with. So once I graduated with that, I never thought that I would be working in the horse industry part of the public relations media industry. Um, that is kind of where APHA came in, making me realize that that was an opportunity. So I, I don't know, I really just kind of thought I would be finding a job that I was able to be creative and, and use more of that side of my brain than um, the other, I guess. Um, so I was just, you know, looking forward to having something like that as a career, but I never thought that it would be anything with horses. That was just never really part of the plan until it kind of fell into place. And I realized that it, it could be. Yeah, it's really crazy how that works out. I mean, I, I kind of have a similar story. I actually, too, was a public relations major for my undergrad. So I <laughs> understand completely where you were like, yeah, I can go a few different routes with that. Yeah. And my thing was, you know, let's see if we can end up in the horse industry. It's not the ultimate end goal, but if we can and, you know, it worked out and I was able to join Horse and Rider just like you. And then now I've moved on to a different part of the equine network, which is absolutely amazing and I'm so excited for you to take on all the jobs at Horse and Rider because it is so much fun with all the different things that we get to do so is there a certain thing that you're most excited about working for the brand oh man that's a really tough question um I'm really looking forward to expanding and learning more about the different disciplines that Horse and Rider works with I I have a pretty I'm pretty familiar with all around discipline, but you know, when it comes to the reining and the cutting and things like that, I am, you know, I've gotten my feet wet a little bit, but I'm really looking forward to just 
working with that every day and learning as much as I can and being able to work with some of the best top professionals in the industry. It's, it's going to be such a great experience learning from all of them and learning from everyone at Horse and Rider. And yeah, I, I really don't know if I can pinpoint just one specific thing, but um, just learning every part of the Western disciplines that I can is something that I'm really looking forward to. Well, kind of circling back on, you know, your learning and your ability to learn about the different disciplines, I forgot to mention that you were also an intern for Phelps Media. Was that correct? Yes. So you were able to dive into the English side of things even, which is an excellent experience, especially, you know, coming from an all-around background. I mean, you had a little bit of that English experience, I'm sure, but diving headfirst into a totally different discipline, I bet that was a wild ride. Yeah, so Phelps is down in Wellington, Florida, which is where all of the top hunter and jumper and dressage horses pretty much in the world are, and that's where the Winter Equestrian Festival takes place, and it's a 12-week-long horse show that hosts Olympic riders and people qualifying for the Olympics and basically the top horses in the world. They come from all over and they winter there all year long or all winter long. And I was an intern during the winter equestrian festival this year. So, um, I was kind of fully immersed into the hunter jumper and dressage discipline. And it was something that I really hadn't experienced before. You know, I'm used to a a hunter horse being a 17 hand stock horse that, you know, is maybe an appendix and has a little bit of thoroughbred in it. But getting down there and seeing the warm bloods that are 18 hands and just such a different type of animal than what I'm used to. And, and it was really great being able to experience it firsthand and really be a part of it. I think it's part of the reason why I learned the, the discipline so quickly was because I, I had to. And I was interviewing Olympic athletes, which was just incredible. And, um, it was a really eye-opening and kind of a culture shock, but they horse show a little bit differently down there. Um, you know, I'm used to eating at a concession stand for lunch at a horse show and getting a hot dog or a hamburger, but they have VIP tents with, you know, glass dishes and servers bringing you all kinds of different fancy food. And it, it was definitely something that I could get used to, but it was very, very different from the kind of horse showing that, um, I have experienced before. So, but being able to work in Phelps's office every day was really great because they are one of the leading equine public relations agencies, um, that there is. And so I learned a lot from them and they, they were very, you know, aware that I had horse experience, but not that kind of horse experience. So they were very helpful and, helping me make the transition and and learning the ropes of things. And I made a lot of great connections and it was really just a different part of the horse industry. You know, it was a little bit different than APHA because it was the public relations part and more of an agency, not the association side. So it was, it really helped me realize that this is the part that I want to be working in. You know, I was writing and doing some graphic design and things like that. And 
it was overall just a great experience. Yeah, I think it's so, you know, it's really great that you were able to just dive in there and learn it all and take it in. And I think that really says something about you as a person and as an equestrian to be able to have the willingness to go outside of your event and try something different, even if it's a totally different, you know, kind of thing from Western to English. I think Mm -hmm. that 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 was probably a lot of fun to be able to do so and gave you a lot of different avenues that as you were setting up your horse career that you could just select whatever one kind of came your way because you are the type of person that it seems like what you want and where you want to go, you're kind of go with the flow, but maybe you're like, I kind of have a plan uh, underneath all of this. And I really like that about you. Yeah. You know, when I got to Wellington, it, it really made me realize how much the stock horse industry and the Western disciplines feel like home. I, I definitely felt like a fish out of water down there. And that was a good thing. I mean, it, it really opened my eyes to the sport and gave me a whole new level of appreciation for those horses and, and the riders and everything that's involved with it. But I am very lucky that I was able to find a position so early on in my career at a place like Horse and Rider where I'm working with the professionals that I've been admiring my life, my whole life and horses that I know and, and the discipline that I know. So I'm, it was, the timing worked out almost perfectly with my internship ending and then a week later starting here. So it it really just kind of fell into place. And I'm very thankful that I was able to work in, in so many different parts of the horse industry before, you know, kind of finding a place to settle. And, and this is definitely the right, the right place. So I'm, I'm really, really happy with how things ended up. Yeah, I think being able to follow your passion probably means a lot because, I mean, horses overall, I'm sure, are part of your passion and being able to work in any part of the industry would have been great. But like you said, I think being able to stick with what you know, it allows you to apply that passion and be really immersed into it and just give your best work overall. So I think think maybe you made the right choice. And I think that (laughs) we made the right choice in getting you on board. I definitely made the right choice. With Horse and Rider, I I can't really even imagine working anywhere else right now, Um, especially down in Wellington. You know, this is such a good fit for me, and I'm really excited for what's to come. Yeah, so kind of, I guess, tying into this, tying into your personal horse life, where are you seeing yourself next on your horse journey? I know that a lot of your horse journey right now has been finding a career and, you know, doing these internships and finding a job, but are you, where are you going next with your horse life, whether that's the show pen or anywhere? You know, that's a really good question. Um, my plan has always been that once I get a full-time job that I'll start showing again more consistently. So, you know, I'm sure in the near future that will be what I end up doing. Um, I, right now, the horse that I am working with is a gelding out of one of our mares that we owned for 20 years, my sisters and I, we all showed her and she was a huge part of our life. And so he was one of her last foals and he didn't really have a job for a while and it, it took him a long time to grow up, but so he's still kind of green and, and pretty young. So we're kind of growing up together, I guess you could say, kind of finding our, our way So I've just been dragging him along with me to shows the past few months. And this summer, we're we're going out to the Paint and Pinto World Show back to back. We'll be gone about a month. So 
I'm dragging him out there with me and um, I'm not showing, but he just is going for the miles and um, I think it'll be really good for him. So my plan for the fall is to start showing him consistently and he's a really nice guy and he's very sentimental to us just because he is out of our, one of our favorite mares. And so it's nice having a little part of her with me and I, I think I'm going to really enjoy showing him just because, you know, she'll always be there with me in the pen. So I'm looking forward to that and we'll see where things go from there. I'm, I'm always looking to show, I'm always jonesing to get in the arena. So right now I'm just riding when I have the time and going places. And so I think by next year I'll be ready to jump back in fully and, and start showing more consistently well it sounds like you guys are quite the pair together at least and <laughs> yes. you're both teaching each other something a lot yeah <laughs> so he sounds like a pretty special horse that's for sure did you have a horse that like throughout your life whether it was like at the very beginning or up to now that really made an impact on your horse life in general I've been really lucky that while I haven't been showing for very long, I've, I've had a lot of really talented horses that I've been able to ride and show and learn from. Um, when I first started riding again in college, I, um, our mare that she had been a part of our family for over 20 years, I think. And she is who both of my sisters had their most successful, um, show careers with as a youth. And, when they were done showing her, she went to Texas to be a broodmare and produced a lot of really nice foals. Uh, most of them are world champions now. And, and then she came back to Florida and that's, she had her, the foal that I was talking about earlier, his name is Uno, that I'm now riding. And so they both came, he was a baby. They both came back to Florida and um, I started riding her and she really taught me the ropes of the show pen. She made me realize how much I love showing and was just so dependable that I was able to sit up and show and not have to worry about what the horse was going to do. You know, she really carried me through and, and took care of me. But, um, once I kind of, I wouldn't say outgrew her, but you know, she was, she was 20 something and wanted, you know, she, she earned her retirement, um, so she finally got to retire for good and she just lived at our farm and gave lessons and, and taught a lot of other people to ride too. But, um, after that, the next step that I took was to a horse named 50, who was one of the most talented and well-trained horses that I've, I've ever been able to ride. I mean, I, I have never experienced anything like him he's just so in your pocket and and the best lead change that I've ever had the pleasure of riding and you know he could jog in place but also had a world champion hunt seat trot so he was just a very versatile really really cool guy um I really connected with him we I went to my first world show with him where I won my first world title and I, I had a lot of firsts and a lot of really good experiences and some bad experiences. You know, he was definitely not a beginner's horse. He kind of had a little, some quirks and, but I'm, it, it made me work a lot harder and that's something that I, 
I really am appreciative of now because it definitely made me a better rider. And, um, you know, I, I worked through a lot of things with him that I wouldn't have had to work through with, you know, our, our other mares. So, um, the experiences that I gained with him were, were really invaluable. And, um, I wouldn't, I don't normally use the term heart horse or whatever, but if I had to pick one, it would definitely be him. Um, I don't know. We just really connected. Um, you know, like I said, he was kind of a quirky horse and a lot of people, you know, didn't give him a chance, but once you gave him the chance, he was so worth it. And just such a nice guy, really a gentle giant. I mean, he was, he was a huge, um, appendix thoroughbred and paint horse, but I would just go sit in his stall with him and, you know, put his head in my lap or whatever. And we would just hang out and, um, he, he was just one of the special ones. So, um, and then after that, I, I was lucky to show Pepper who is, he's a Pepper Jack who's a lot different than 50. He was, you know, 15 two on a good day and taught me how to do the trail and things like that. And he was also very dependable and I accomplished the most with, with him. That's when I showed the hardest, but, um, so I've been really lucky to have a lot of, of well-trained horses to learn from. And just to experience that talent is, I didn't appreciate it in the moment, but now thinking back and after riding other horses, um, there's, there's only some good ones that they only come along every once in a while. So, and even though 50 was, was very tough in some points, he was, um, just an amazing ride that, um, I will never, ever forget. Yeah. Sometimes it takes, you know, you have that horse that's like, okay, I really got the bug for it. You know, maybe that bug wore off for you a little bit, but it came back, <laughs> but yeah. you know, it kind of gives you the bug. And then you have those horses that are just the hard ones. And those yeah. are the learning experiences and the ones that kind of make you a little bit more hungry for it because mm -hmm. you're like, okay, that was a challenge and I enjoy the challenge. And when I go do good in the show pen, like I know that it's going to be worth the ride definitely it definitely made each each experience every time in the ring you know I I, I knew what I was working for and I didn't know if it was going to go the way that I hoped and if it did that was great and it made me want to you know get right back in the pen and go to another show and if it didn't it I would be at the barn the next day working on it trying to figure out what I needed to do differently and um so it was I think that's the best way really to learn is just to there are so many people that have horses that are so dependable, which is great. And I think that's very necessary and important, but also having the ones that make you work for it. Um, it definitely is an eye-opening experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess from here, I, I think we'll wrap this up a little bit. I think we kind of touched on every little bit of your horse life, which is so interesting. I'm so glad that we're able to have you on board here at Horse and Rider because you are a very well-rounded mm -hmm. horsewoman. So that's an excellent addition to the team. And for any of our listeners that didn't hear me say this earlier, Jillian has written her story and posted it on Horse and Rider. So you can go and read that story there and just keep an eye out for her future work that's coming. And then, like I said earlier in the intro, she will be joining the Ride podcast as the new co-host soon. So thank you, Jillian, so much for joining me and recording this episode without Nicole. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm 
super excited to be a part of the team. We would like to once again thank SmartPak for bringing you this episode of The Ride. Thank you guys for tuning into The Ride Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Horse and Rider Magazine on social media and find us at horseandrider.com. If you guys have any questions or comments, please be sure to hit us up at horseandrider at aimmedia.com. We want to hear from you guys. And if you like what you're listening to, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. How many stars, Michaela? Five stars, please.